Welcome to the Real Deal Podcast. I'm Maddie Marshall, and I'm here with Marcelo Margot. And uh, we haven't uh, had Marcelo on the Real Deal since he sat in with Houston Heat, but a lot has changed since then. Why does Moscow Red Legion not play as a team in Europe? Uh, I've asked that question, and uh, I think it's just because the funds, you know, they prefer to just focus all the funds on, the on, yeah, on one, one league, the biggest league in the world, exactly. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not 100% sure, so your guess is probably as good as mine. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, it just, you know, and then our chaos is, I mean, yeah, it's going to be cheaper for a team from Moscow to play in Europe, um, not as prestigious. Uh, but, you know, I mean, Red Legion's been one of the best teams in the world for a long time. But I just, I don't, because, I mean, if they were to lose, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm just, I'm not sure. You know, I know that the Art Chaos pays those dudes good money to play on. Oh, I'll, I'll go right Europe. into that for you, because yeah. there's been rumors about Art Chaos coming over. And, yeah. uh, and if they did, that's that's an interesting thing. That's something, you know, before I made the deal with the Ironman, I was questioning if, if Malloy would leave. I know Genya uh, on the team. Plays with them. Um, that's Panelot, right? No, no, no. Uh, Evgeny, he's uh, number seven. <clears throat> and then Panelot is Visa. Visa Panelot. Oh, okay. Uh, and actually him too. Um, okay. And you know, there's also uh, Fedorov and and Mishka and Sergey. So they they all play with them. That's stuff going yeah, on over there. And I do remember in a podcast because you know I listen to all these things on Paintball Access. I'm mm-hmm. super into all this. Mm-hmm. And uh, you guys just have really good content. And I remember one of the Houston Heat. I think it was a Houston Heat podcast where Fedorov was talking. He was saying. Um, cause you guys started asking him about next season. He said something about the boss has big plans for next year with Art Chaos. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, you remember that's that. Right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so I don't know if that was kind of, you know, a little a little jab at what could happen. You know, right now it's just rumors, but who knows? You know, who knows? And if not next year, the year after maybe. But I, I do think that Art who Chaos wants. Who owns Chaos? I don't know, some another mystery guy who's probably Sergey's brother. <laughs> like, <laughs> like dark brother, you know? <laughs> Who knows? Oh yeah. It's just Oh, we're gonna take over the paintball world. Yeah. Yeah. One step at a time. <laughs> Everybody will play exactly. with us. Yeah. Well, I've just I mean, I've never seen an Art Chaos play. I've heard, you know, a lot about them over the years. Um, and I was always kinda like, Oh, it's kind of a crazy name. But in Europe, there's tons of crazy names over there. Yeah. It seems like their thing is to throw mm-hmm. two random words together. <laughs> it's like, all right, let's put a bunch of words in a hat, and it's going to be Chaotic Kitchen. Chaotic Kitchen. That's going to be it. That's the name of the team. Like, what? <laughs> I think I played against those guys in Paris. <laughs> totally, dude. So, but, um, but yeah, so I, there's – because, like, you know, it's just been kind of been a not a crazy offseason so far, so I'm just kind of playing the hypothetical, so to speak. I think I – think, I think there will definitely be some moves after the holidays, you know. Mm-hmm. People are usually kind of low-key until Christmas and New Year's is over with. Um, and, yeah, it'll be interesting because, you know, there were also rumors of, of J-Rab um, playing with Art Chaos. You know, he has a good history with Fedorov. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it's all rumor right now, of course. Have you, you heard, it, is J-Rab going to stay with Damage or? I, that's also rumor, but, you know, there's rumor that, that he's going to leave. Who knows if he will or if that is just rumor. It's, Who would he go you know, to? I need to call J-Rab and see what's up with that. 
Yeah, it's a good question. Yeah, you know, but I, don't know. I don't. Everyone's kind of tight-lipped right now, and everyone's yeah, kind of like, yeah. It seems like that. Yeah. No one's talking. It's either they're tight-lipped or there's really nothing going on right now. Yeah, yeah. you know. And that I think they're tight-lipped. <laughs> yeah. I think they're tight-lipped. Yeah, very, very good chance. At least I'm just playing the odds. Yeah, because of course, the of odds course. are that some crazy is gonna break off, and it's gonna break off. Has soon. to. Has to. Has to. Has you to. know, I mean, uh-huh. you coming to the Ironman wasn't some grand crazy mystery. You know, it's not like I think you a needed a crystal ball to figure that one out. You played on the team before. You lived ten minutes from die. You you know you're San Diego dude, OG Southern California paintball player. You know Die has good resources. You're in demand. It makes sense. They need they need somebody like you. There's it, it's not you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah, hundred percent. It's not rock yeah, science. Yeah, yeah. Um, so but who knows? You know I don't know. It'll be interesting. It'll definitely be interesting to see. Yeah. I can't wait. Do you think we're gonna see the same teams in the top five or six? I mean, how do you think Dynasty is gonna do this year? That's another. That's another big, huge question. Mark. That'll that'll still be up in the air, depending on who they end up picking up. Um, you know, if if anybody leaves or how their practices go. But that team, that's they're so stacked with talent that they shouldn't have any issues. Even if they have the same team they had this year, um, they need a it one. Was, they need a one on the snake side. They need a one on the snake side. Um, not that not that Alex Frazier can't be the well, one. Well, no, the but side. but Dalton Dalton can do it just fine. You know they have they have the tools to plug somebody in in every single spot. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be about Dynasty wanting to win. That's all it's going to come down to. A, a year or two uh, difference, you know, in their in their ages. Some people say or whatever. I know for a fact that that's not what's doing it. Yeah, you know, totally. it's it's starting from the inside, um, and I, I don't think they'll have a problem. You know, Dynasty is not going to allow another season like that. At least I would hope not. You know. Yeah, well, I would hope not too. Yeah, especially because they just got that HK deal, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you know Absolutely. they're going to be HK's flagship team here. Definitely, definitely. I see a lot of good things for them in the future. Yeah. Um, it's dynasty, so yeah. that's enough said. Absolutely. <laughs> what do you think about X Factor this year? I feel like they still underperformed. They did a lot better than than you know they have in the recent recent you know most recent years, but. Um, I think it's a stepping stone towards where they want to be, and I think you know they could look back on the year and say, we didn't quite get to our goal, but we definitely made a step closer and are going in the right direction. And they just need to continue the work ethic and the excitement that they're you know they all all have going on. And I think they're gonna they'll be fine. They'll have a good year. Yeah, I I think so too. I was I was proud of them this year though because they made this definitely bold proud. proclamation like, hey. All right, yeah. this is it. We're over yeah. mid-level boss. We're over not playing for, you know, the deeper, not playing in the deeper ends of the tournament. And they did great at World Cup, and they consistently seem to be hungry to get better, and we're incrementally getting better. So that, to me, was a step in the right direction. They got some new talent on that team. I think that Ashton Johnson kid's a stud. Yeah, yeah, uh, he's, he play, he's been playing pretty well on that Rito side. Didn't sure. see much of a... Um, you know, didn't see much of uh, Jesse Stevens at World Cup, mm-hmm. um, but Billy Bernacci played pretty good at mm-hmm. World Cup. They needed him to, to start to step up, and he did. So I think they could. He's have a, really he's good a big year. key to their success. You know, if if Billy's playing good on, actually any team's number one snake guy. I was gonna say. Key. Yeah. So I was it's, just gonna say. It's if you're put in that position, you need to go and you need to you need to carry your team some points. You know, and yeah. it's a team game, but uh, that's a very important position. And, uh, it, yeah, so Billy has to play good for that team to do well, you know, because if Billy plays well and does his job, then they've got solid players that could clean it up, you know. Uh, Grayson Goff is, is a great player. Um, all those guys, Archie Montemoyer, I mean, he's yeah. a phenomenal player. Yeah, Archie's phenomenal. You know? And Grayson was, I believe he was the top-ranked guy on the team this year. 
Yeah, just that doesn't surprise me. You know, the, I feel the, like he's flown under the radar for a long time. But that's and why I I think that it's it surprises me because he's flown under the radar, not because we don't know that Grayson's a great paintball player. Mm-hmm. But Grayson's a guy who doesn't really. I don't know. He's not been that like search for the glory type paintball player as much as. You yeah. Know, I mean, like Archie went to play for Dynasty, and the Odell brothers were. Um, you know, great paintball players. I mean, they have a lot of depth on that team. Definitely though. do. You know, I thought yeah. Todd Morrow had a good year. Todd Morrow definitely had a he good year. He was solid. He pulled off some crazy plays. So they could be, and you know, they have one of the best owners in paintball. Love Alex Martinez. Yeah, great guy. That guy's a straight-up paintball patron. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a really good dude. So I think that they could be a force in 2013 if they stay focused. You know? uh, yeah, I think so. If they continue the same uh, work ethic that they did this last season, then they're not going to – I don't think they'll have any issues. Yeah. Let's talk about the Ironman a little bit. Um, how Let's do you do that? Yeah. How do you feel? <laughs> I mean, do you feel you guys need to pick anybody else up? Do you think you can win with the team you currently have right now? Um, it would be nice to uh, to make one more pickup. You know, we just lost Ryan Martin, um, so to f- kind of fill his spot would be nice. Uh, if not, I definitely think we could win with the team we have now. We have some solid guys, and the most important thing is we have a bunch of young kids that are so hungry and so eager to be out there every single weekend, literally until the sun goes down, mm-hmm. um, doing drills. I was out there with Alex Rodriguez and uh, Danny Lopes uh, two weekends ago, as a matter of fact, and. I mean, they had like 20 cases of paint between just the two of them and wouldn't stop nonstop, just drill after drill after drill. So anytime you have players that are that hungry and that into learning and devoting themselves to winning, then I, I think the sky's the limit. So absolutely, I think the team we have now is more than capable of winning. All right, pick me. I want starting five. You're Mike Hinman. Okay. I need starting five, not including yourself. Not including myself, okay. Who's the first guy you pitted on the snake side? Who's, snake, who's your snake one? Snake one, I'm going to have to say Eric Humphreys. Okay. Uh, I want to take him out of the number two. I was going to say, he, he didn't well. play Snake one too much. No, but I've watched him grow up being the number one Snake guy, and he's a he's a killer. He's great in that position. And he then, is And then he got moved back, you know, behind, like, Toke and Spica. And, and he and played pretty like, well back like, there. He did, yeah, absolutely, because he's a good paintball player. Yeah. So, and anytime you're a good attacker, you can, you can transfer into the back position because he understands what the front Snake guy needs and, and all that, so... Um, anyway, if I were Mike Kinman, I would definitely want Eric Humphreys. Snake um, one. Snake one. Um, Who's hmm. his back guy? Who's right behind him? Who's the two? His back guy. Who's the two uh, on that side? Maybe Brandon Short. Okay. You know, I, I'd be okay with that. I would yeah. like that. Well, what do you, and what do you think about, I mean, Brandon kind of, I would say, and I love Brandon. He's an amazing, phenomenal paintball player. Won a championship with you, you know, on the, the Ironman a couple years ago. He's been on the team since, I think, 2004. Um, but I think that it was kind of a struggling year for him in the two position, you know, because he missed the first event, so he got a slow start to the season in general, mm-hmm. and then uh, and then had changed positions, mm-hmm. and he had a great World Cup, you know, mm-hmm. pulled off some crazy stuff at World Cup. So maybe he maybe that was his, his kind. Of, okay, now I'm settled into the two. I mean, would you want to see him in a one position again, or do you think he's good? If, in if that Brandon wants role? to do it, then mm-hmm. yes. But if Brandon doesn't want to be the one, then you. It, if anybody's doing something they don't want to do, they're not going to do it as well as they could. Um, so if Brandon wanted to be the one there, then sure, I, I would have. I'd like to see him in the snake as number one and have Eric behind him, maybe. Um, you know, so either way, right there, they could flip back the one and two, and I'm sure that's that's how it would go. If you know, if I were Mike Hinman and this was what I was saying, I'd flip them back and forth. You know, all these players are versatile; they can do everything, and they should be able to to offer teams different looks and keep us. Um, you know, unpredictable. So, um, and then obviously I'm gonna put Mike Paxson in that back center because I know he's getting G's off the break. Um, yeah. And 
Uh, I think I'd put LJ as the number one on the Dorito side and Rainey behind him. I, th I think that's a solid lineup right there. That is a pretty solid lineup. That, the cool thing about the Ironman right now is that by picking you up, I, it just, you know, and I, you guys got Corey Bornstein as well, but, you know, you guys have, uh, you have depth and you have options. Mm -hmm. There's so many different looks that you guys could potentially throw at other teams, at your opponents. And if I was Mike Hinman right now and Skinny, you know, Kev Brethauer, the coach, I would be very happy with all of my different puzzle pieces that I had to, to solve the problem of winning the championship next year. Mm -hmm. The thing that I would be worried about, though, is are some of these younger players ready mentally to perform on Sunday? I think is the, that's the unanswered question about the Ironman right now. Because we didn't see that in 2012. We saw phenomenal, great play that's of what's possible. Mm -hmm. Lots in the tank, man. There looks like there's you know lots of talent in the tank. Not a lot of these amazing players um, that were great this year. You know the Alex Rodriguez, the Eric Humphreys, the Kyle Spickas, you know Toke. Um, they haven't reached their potential yet. Mm -hmm. So the fact that they were able to show the signs of brilliance that they had, but then the issue, so that was great. That was sort of all the pluses. Lots of talent, stack talent. Who, who knows how good these kids are going to get. Um, but the minuses were every time they got to Sunday, they played differently than they played in the prelims, and they didn't seem to have the mental tenacity that they yet, you know, mm -hmm. in those deeper rounds. How do you change that? Well, I think having a full season under your belt it will be a big factor in changing cool. that 100%. But uh, I think that, you know, that's something that I can bring to them is try to build, build everybody's confidence, you know, and bring the best out in them. Because at the end of the day, they need to believe in themselves. No matter what day it is, no matter who you're playing against, you need to go out on that field and understand that all the hard work that you've been putting in every single weekend during the week um, is more than the other guy is doing, and you deserve to beat whatever team you're playing. Mm -hmm. And I do think that, you know, a lot of the young kids, they have that mentality. I'm not positive if it was a lack of confidence, per se, you know, for last season as to why they didn't do well on Sunday or just one, one of those things that for some reason stuff goes wrong on Sunday. I mean, I mean that happens. But um, I don't think that'll be a problem this year. You know, I, I, think, uh, I think the kids have... You know, like I said, they went through a full season of it, so they have that under their belt, and now it's it's time to, you know, that can't be an excuse anymore. You know, it's not your first year in the league anymore, and now it's time to show what you've got. Yeah, and speaking of first times in the league, because I think you guys are going to do really well. Do you have a talented enough team to win an event? Absolutely. you got great funding, got great coach. You have all the tools are there. Mm -hmm. All the tools exactly. are there. It's what can you make with that now. And uh, But that's why we play the games. You know, it doesn't mm -hmm. matter. None of that matters. Everything that matters is what actually happens when people get out there. Um, as far as uh, you know, the way that the league is set up right now, it looks like, it, as far as I know, still the excessive and impact are going to be coming in, and we're going to have more teams. And then you know, I don't know, are the Tom Tons going to be coming over? There's still a lot of kind of if or mm -hmm. what's going to happen. What are your thoughts on all that? Would you rather have more teams bring oh, just whoever wants to play bring them to the party? Or? Yeah, you know, obviously I want the talent to be there. I don't want to see anyone playing in the pro division. I think it, it's a special thing to be a professional player in the in the PSP. Mm -hmm. um, so no, not just anybody. But yeah, absolutely, those teams, excessive impact. Um, I would love to see them come over and play because the more pro teams that we have, you know, the, the better. You know, there's, I think, 30 professional NBA teams. Um, you know, 32 NFL teams. So it's, uh, 
yeah, the more the, the more the merrier. And it just it just helps our sport. You get a different look. You get to play that many more different teams instead of getting the same kind of look every every event. Um, yeah, I think overall, of course, you know, we would want those guys to come in. Yeah, for sure. And how do you feel about? I thought one eight seven impressed me this year. What are your thoughts uh, on one eight seven? Yeah, um, they impressed everybody. You know, a bunch of a bunch of good kids. You know, they have good heads on their shoulders. They're hungry. You know, and they're not scared. They they don't have that mentality of of uh, you know it's our first first year in the league or anything like that. Yeah. They they truly believe that they deserve to beat every team they step up against, and and that's I think one of the reasons they did so well. Um, I don't know. It's going to depend on how they do this off season, what they take from this last year, how they come out next season. They could do really well, or they could, you know, not do well at all. It could have been, you know, kind of a one hit season, you know, or it could be a great season for them. So yeah. I hope to see good things for them. You know, I like them, and I love what they did just coming coming out of where are they from? Connecticut, New Jersey? Upton. 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 Okay, yeah. So. Um, just working their themselves through the ranks, you know, and they taught themselves. It's a great story. That up to Massachusetts, Massachusetts, huh. yeah, I think it's one of those. Massachusetts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, it's just a great example of any. You know, you don't have to have a professional team in your area to go pro. Mm -hmm. You and your friends can get together, build a team, work hard, and you know, wherever you guys are at, as long as you guys put in the work and you can figure out a way to have the funding and all that, then it's possible. And uh, I think they've done a great thing for the sport to be a good example and. Uh, a leader for you know a lot of kids out there. Yeah, did you get a chance to read? Because um, we just had the rookie of the year award. Did you read Nickel Balls? I did. Yeah, I did. I did. Because you so you had rec you had told me to read. Oh it, so yeah, it was really I was good. Like, yeah, yeah so, you got to read that. Uh huh. Yeah, I mean it was that one part where he was like, <laughs> and if you people at home, if you haven't read this, you need to read this interview because I'm gonna butcher the saying or the quote, but it was like because every, everyone I asked like, what was your favorite moment? Yeah. And uh, for. Both Axel and Jason Wheeler, their their favorite moment was the first time they stepped on the field. You know, like oh, it's the first point I'm playing as a professional in the PSP. Like oh, this is my you know, kind of the cliche. Yeah, you know, totally. Like first at bat, you know, yeah. first inning yeah. you play or first down you you're you know whatever. But um, which is cool. Totally respect that. Yep, I, I remember course. that. I remember that as well. Uh -huh. Um, but but Laval was like, he was like, what did he say? He said. He was like, oh, well, you know, my favorite moment was a personal moment for me. But it, it did come at the first event. and uh, But it was it was when he got um, bonus balled by Infamous. And, and I can't remember exactly how he said it, but it was something like, yeah. And as I was sitting there, when the plastic from my ear protection was getting pushed into my bloodstream, and I thought, like, why would somebody want to do that to me? And, um, and then I realized that we, even if just for a second, you know, we'd scared a monster. And this was that monster reacting from that fear and that's when I realized that I wanted to be a monster too and mm -hmm. I was like that's exactly the yeah, shit that, uh -huh. that mean, you yeah, know, that's, yeah, that's, that's the mentality that's you want awesome. out of somebody uh -huh. you know yeah. so that was pretty sweet so yeah go read that interview it's pretty badass and, uh, and congrats to Jason Wheeler who won rookie yeah of the year, definitely so. congrats to him yeah. yeah even though some people were like oh he's not really a rookie because he's been playing Europe pro and Hey, he's a, he's a rookie over here, you know. There's yeah. there's he's absolutely a rookie. You know, you look at at players that that play in the Canadian Football League and or you know the European Basketball League and they come over to the NBA or the NFL, they're rookies. It's their first year in, in the big leagues, so yeah. I mean, you know, you got to give them all the props. Yeah, totally. Um, so who do you think who would be your vote for MVP this year? Cuz that's going down right now. Uh, you know, there was basically we took all the teams they took the top three guys from each team. Mm -hmm. Have players, you know, vote for the uh, or have the fans vote. I've and I've thought about this. 
Um, You're losing to Malloy right now. Yeah, yeah, you know. Uh, I, I would give it to him on our team. You know, he pulled out a ton of games, but I wouldn't give him the overall MVP. I would definitely give it to Fedorov. Uh, the, the bottom line is his team won three events, you know, and that's what it comes down to. And in a lot of those wins, he was one of those guys that was, you know, in there in the very end making the clutch shots, clutch plays uh, when they needed him most. And uh, I think he, well, he does have my vote. I voted for him. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, I, I would say overall him. Yeah, I voted for him too. I was, you know, sitting there, I was like, ah, you know, Chad George, Chad George, Sergey, and, and Fedorov for Houston Heat. And I was yeah. like, you know what? Chad had a great year, and Sergey had a breakout year, I felt. You know, mm -hmm. he kind of finally emerged from underneath the shadow mm -hmm. of Mishka and Fedorov. But, dude, Fedorov, At the end of the day, Fedorov was just pulling stuff out when yeah, he did, was. So. He's just so, he's he's all over the place, man. He can yeah. play anywhere. Mm -hmm. He's always in the mix. He's mm -hmm. always looking to break games open. Mm -hmm. And sometimes he gets shot early, but I'd take that. Definitely. Over, I'd take yeah. you getting shot early a couple uh -huh. times and and him still constantly always looking for that move. When you're out there, what, what's going through your mind? You know I mean? What is what is literally going through? Is it just kind of a zen moment where you're just kind of seeing what's happening because you've been doing it for so long and you're just in the moment or are you consciously looking and analyzing and trying to see what you're going to do next? A lot of the times you're just in the moment. I'll, I'll end points and I'll think back. I really can't remember sometimes what happened. But, you know, anytime that I am thinking in a game, it's just – what can I do to help the team win? Truthfully, you know, as cliche as that sounds, it it's really is like, okay, is it gonna benefit us most for me to make this move, or is it gonna benefit us most to keep this guy in so our guy can make a move, or do I need to go make this move to you know break the game open? It's uh, it's just a whole overall, um, you know, you, you think about where everybody is on the field, what's going on in the entire situation, and you just have to try to within a split second put together, you know, what's going to help us win this point. Yeah. And you just continue to do that throughout the game. Yeah. I was that was my favorite part about the game. You know, mm -hmm. and still to this day I mean, when I, when I go out and play paintball is that kind of being beyond I mean, yeah, I'm still thinking and reasoning and that sort of stuff, but it's happening at this almost like meditation subconscious level if you do it long enough. Yeah, 100%. You know, where it's 100%. kind of stream of consciousness coming at you and you see it's, a move and and you need to do that mm -hmm. move and if yeah, if you get blown apart, you get blown apart, but it's I don't know. I think that that's that that's that mysterious thing that people can't put their finger on. I think that's what really what it is. It's it's kind of like an understanding of actually truly living in the moment and the, just kind of letting exactly. the world come to you and then reacting and pushing against mm -hmm. that. The way I explain it to a lot of people, and it's probably the main reason I'm so in love with the sport, is paintball is one of the most captivating uh, things that I've ever done, experienced. You know, uh, as soon as that horn blows or whistle, whatever it is, it starts your game you're just completely in the moment. You know, you got paintballs flying at you, you're running around diving places, trying to dodge stuff, trying to figure out a way to, you know, shoot the bad guys. And whatever you, whatever kind of worries or stress that you have been thinking about all day, you know, whether it's a girlfriend or a family issue or whatever it could be, it just completely escapes your mind. You know, you're just so in the moment of, of playing paintball. And it's such a good feeling. It's such a liberating thing. You know, you just truly are acting on, on instinct and reaction and it's, it's awesome. Yeah, which is awesome to talk about as we sit here and wax philosophical about the game and paintball, but it sucks because like, if you're a kid listening to this and you're like, how does Marcelo do it? You yeah. Know, we're not exactly <laughs> helping him out. Hey, just keep playing, keep practicing, and what, what happens is, I mean, you just see so many different situations that that's why it becomes instinctive, not necessarily because you have a gut feeling. Uh, I think that all a gut feeling really is is a part of your brain that you can't access that has all this knowledge from the, from the past. You know what I mean? So um, 
it, the more that you play, the more, you know, if you're in a two-on-one and you get shot this way, you realize you could have done something a different way. You know, so the more situations that you see and become familiar with, um, it, it just becomes reaction to you, you know, when you when you are actually in a game, your your body thinks, oh, I, I know what to do here, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so really, that's, that's the biggest thing is just gaining experience and playing paintball as much as you can. What, in order to get to that level, though, like when you go out, what drills are you doing now? What... What drills are the team? I think the most important drill, and it's pretty vague. uh, In paintball, I'd say gun skills, and that means a wide variety of things. Obviously, the whole point of the game is to be able to shoot your opponent. Um, So gun skills, whether it's shooting off the break, running and shooting, or snap shooting. Mm -hmm. I constantly do that stuff every single weekend, whether I'm snap shooting with poles or uh, I have one of my buddies run out to a corner while I shoot at him or vice versa. You know, I think that is the most important thing because it – you're, it's used in every single part of the game. If you're shooting off the break, you're going to need to be able to shoot well off the break. If you want to make a move, you need to be able to snap shoot with whoever's putting you in, put him in, and move to the next bunker, probably while you're shooting at him to keep him in so he doesn't come out and shoot you. Mm-hmm. And once you master those kind of stuff, it's almost like you can do whatever you want on the field. If your gun skills are good enough, you can just move yourself around. If there's no opening, you create those openings yeah, so for walking, you. you. Exactly. You are a walking bunker. Even 100%. though the guns don't shoot as fast as they used to. They don't They don't need you, to. Enough paint yeah. to put somebody in. If you're accurate with it, that's all that you need. Yeah, so. Or you'll shoot them, and then exactly. you can just move through the lane regardless. Exactly. Yeah, I would always say that I'm like, look, you have to look at the at, at paintball in microcosm. So it's, okay, if, if you're saying you want to be good at gun skills, well, you need to, you need to okay, well, what's the, what's the foundation? foundation of the gunfight the foundation of the gunfight is a snapshot you know well if you don't have the muscle memory built in the mechanism of your body actually doing that certain movement and that's not an actual thing that you don't have to think about anymore you're never going to be a great gunfighter because you're still worried about okay you know am i tucked in am i doing this am i holding a gun right Mm -hmm. this you need to be beyond that thought that needs to be just something you can just do normally and so when people are first starting, it's like, yeah, you just need a lot of reps, but you need it. Yeah, need to, you know, definitely. You know, you need to it's do all about it right reps. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So because if you build that snapshot, then the snapshot builds into the gunfight. The gunfight builds into the game. You know, so it's one hundred percent. That's that's exactly how I explain it to anybody who asks if I do clinics or if I'm trying to, you know, uh, enlighten somebody on how to become a better paintball player. That's that's exactly what I say. It starts with your gun skills, and you you expand out from that. So mm-hmm. I agree with you. Yeah, absolutely. So what else are you going to be doing as you doing? Are you going to play big, playing big games, clinics, appearances, travel? I, what else is going on besides just playing the PSP tournaments with the Ironman? Honestly, I was, I've never really been into the scenario stuff. Mm-hmm. And you I'm, should come with me and, to one, well, and we will destroy okay. people. You're probably the fifth person to tell me that. John Richardson, Travis Lemansky, Nikki Keeble, they've all told me that, and I go with them. Mm-hmm. And I find myself crawling in a bush, upset that people are a mile away, and, or I find myself. Oh, you're just saying cr- getting in the right on. fight, oh, dude. You're no, not the, getting in the right fight. You tell me this, or I'm just walking, walking through, you know, some some shrubs, and all of a sudden a bush shoots me, you know, <laughs> and so it just. That's I don't part know. of it. That, it, that, it, it is, happens. but I, and I'm I'm honestly not just saying this. I got a chance to to play with the die tactical gear and the and the damn gun, mm-hmm. and that thing is so awesome. It makes me interested in actually going out and playing a scenario game with all that equipment, just because it seems it seems really fun and pretty realistic. So I, I don't know, I may, I may play a big game, maybe two. Um, we'll see. Uh, I definitely plan on doing a bunch of clinics, you know, just traveling around, uh, going to as many events as possible, playing paintball as much as possible, um, and doing all that kind of stuff. And then obviously, uh, my main focus is with the Ironman, so. Nice. Cool, man. All right, well, uh, thank you very much for sitting in with us. Thank you guys for tuning in to The Real Deal Podcast. 
Um, anything you want to say before we go? Uh, no, hi, man. I'm good. Thanks for having me, Maddie, and everybody at home. You know, share this stuff with your friends, guys. If you if you love paintball. Do whatever you can to show your friends this. You know, Paintball Access is offering a great thing, and, and the more people that see it, the more our sport's going to grow. So, like I said, if you love paintball and you want to be your own pioneer of the sport, then go out and do it. But yeah, embrace your passion. Yeah, If you're 100%. passionate, I mean, life is about that. Life's about passion. So if you're if you're listening to this, you're probably passionate about paintball. If you made it all mm. the way through our podcast. <laughs> yeah, if you're still listening to Maddie and I blab, <laughs> you, you like paintball. For sure. So... Yeah, thank you guys. We're going to see you next time. And uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Yeah, I forgot to say that. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Peace. Peace.